0: about it, you know, when you think about Jesus's earthly walk, He had so much dominion, so much authority. I mean, he was like a master of of demons, of sickness. But the reason that Jesus walked in that level of power, that level of authority, is because Jesus had no sin consciousness. He was conscious of one thing alone, and that was his right standing with his father. He had a confidence that God was gonna manifest every time he prayed, everywhere he went. He had the confidence that came from his perfect right standing with his heavenly father. And so what we have to understand is that The same perfect right standing that Jesus had is the same thing that we have the day we're born again. You know, the important thing about righteousness you have to understand is, you don't work towards righteousness. You don't grow in righteousness. You cannot attain righteousness. Righteousness has literally absolutely nothing to do with your actions. It has nothing to do with your past. It has nothing to do with your thoughts. Righteousness is credited to us when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And so this scripture, this is kind of where I want to start in First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. This scripture just a few weeks ago, I mean, rocked my world this scripture is amazing and you know i pray that i pray that this verse becomes a reality to you and really begins to burn and you know the lord will show you the, the fullness of what this means um, for, so first corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 it says but of him you are in christ jesus who became for us who became for us wisdom from god and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. So you know, if we're going to glory in the Lord, we have to understand what God has made Jesus to become for us. And so obviously he lists four things here, but what I'm going to be talking about tonight is righteousness. So the fact that Jesus has become our righteousness. Okay, so try to wrap your mind around this. So the person of Jesus Christ, God has made the person of Jesus to become, to become your right standing, your justification, your righteousness. So the day that you received Christ into your heart, you received the fullness of a perfect right standing with God. Jesus himself is your righteousness. And so, you know, whenever he died on the cross, the Bible says he became our Sin, but when God resurrected him, Jesus was recreated. That he was the first born again ever man. Jesus was the first ever to be born again to be recreated. So God recreated him as our justification, as our righteousness. That word righteousness just means your right standing with God, your justification before God. If you're if you're in right standing with somebody. There's nothing between you. There's nothing hindering y'all's relationship. Like you're, you're good. There's like nothing. You are totally justified. So that means that the, whatever you can say about Jesus, you can actually say about your right standing with God. So when, when, when you think about the resurrected Jesus, think about it. He is untouchable. He is imperishable. He is triumphant. He is incorruptible, indestructible, immovable, unshakable. So that means that my right standing with God is untouchable, incorruptible, indestructible. It's never changing. It's never wavering. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never gonna fail me. That means that I can literally, regardless of what's going on out here, regardless of maybe you feel like you've come short in one area, if you have Jesus living, in your heart, that means that you have in you the fullness of an indestructible, incorruptible right standing with God. That means that your right standing, if you're a born again believer, your right standing can literally Never, never be brought into question. Never. Your right standing is perfect the day you are saved. Before God, you are perfect. Before God, all he sees is the perfection of Christ. The Bible says that, that Christ's perfection has been credited to our account apart from our deeds, apart from our works. So yes, we grow in holiness, we grow in our actions, but it's so important to understand that you do not grow in righteousness. You're not trying to get right standing with God. There is absolutely nothing, there is absolutely nothing that can separate you from God if you have Christ. And I think that revelation, when you really get that, that will change your life. You're no longer trying to get a breakthrough. You're no longer trying to have more faith for this. And I just got to build my faith in this area. And I just got to win more souls. And I just got to tithe more. And I just got to give more. It's like everything is done from a place of all things are mine. I'm in Christ. Christ is my right standing. All things are mine. Therefore I do. Therefore I do. I'm not trying to get right with God. You know, it's that understanding that we have that. So Romans chapter six, verse 11, this scripture, whoo man, this scripture is so good. I'm in the Amplified Classic version. It says, um, even so, consider yourselves dead to sin, your relation to it broken, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. So Paul's telling them, oh man, this is so good. Paul's telling him, hey, now that you're a believer, now that you're born again, I want you to start to view yourself. I want you to start to consider yourself as living in unbroken fellowship with God. No matter what's going on out here, maybe you're, you know, we're all still being sanctified. We all still have things that we're growing in, areas we're growing in, but you have to understand the day you're saved is the day you need to start viewing yourself as living in unbroken fellowship with God. You know, you see people, they're in church, they're out of church, they backslide, they're in, they're out. It's because they've never learned that they are righteous. They've never learned that I can view myself. No matter what, no matter if I, not that you have to make mistakes, but if you make a Mistake, you can boldly declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There is absolutely nothing that can break my fellowship with God because one man, one man, one man has paid the price, one man has brought me in. It's not your obedience that got you into fellowship with God. Which brings me to this next verse, Romans 5:19. This verse changed my life like a year ago. This verse changed everything for me. It says, um, Y'all probably heard it before. It says, just as by one man's disobedience. So he's talking about Adam. So Adam's one act of disobedience, many were constituted sinners. So you became a sinner not because you sinned. You became a sinner before you were saved because of Adam's one sin. His one act of disobedience brought sin to all mankind. You became a sinner because of his one act of disobedience. And And so then it says... So by one man's obedience, one man, one man's obedience, Many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought into right standing. So now I can, we can all have confidence to say, I have right standing with God, not by my obedience, not by my actions, not by my perfection, but one man, one man's obedience has brought me into right standing. One man's obedience got me there. Therefore, I can have all confidence. I can be sure of this very thing, that I'm living in unbroken fellowship with God because it wasn't my obedience that got me there. It was one man. It was one man that shed his blood, that paid the price so that now we can view ourselves living in unbroken fellowship with God. And you know, when that becomes a reality to you, it will change everything. You stop being sin conscious. You stop being shortcoming conscious, conscious of your weakness, conscious of whatever. And you begin to be God conscious that God is in me. God is for me. If God is for you, if God justified you when you were ungodly, you know, Romans chapter four, it says, God justifies the ungodly. God does not justify the godly. If you're becoming godly, that's great. That's because he already justified you. You're not trying to get justified. You're not trying to gain access to the presence of God and I'm telling you sin consciousness is what blocks people from having an encounter with the presence of God because they feel guilty they feel ashamed they feel like oh man well I was like rude to that lady and I didn't I didn't win enough souls this week so I just feel like I'm blocked from the presence of God I mean people the devil tries to tell people that and that blocks you but when you have this understanding that that Christ's living in me is the fullness of my perfect right standing with God. And Christ is living in me permanently. He permanently abides in me as long as my faith is in him. And so therefore, I have access apart from my deeds, apart from my works. And you know, even with, with prayer, this is kind of a side note, but this, this revelation really changed My prayer life, because then you go into your prayer closet, and instead of saying things like, Lord, because I'm a tither, because I never miss church, because I win souls, I'm asking you for this, this, and this, The, the, the Lord checked me. I used to pray like that. And the Lord checked me in my spirit and he said, the reason I answer your prayers is not because of what you do for me. The reason I answer your prayers is because of what my son did for you. The reason I answer your prayers is because when you say the name of Jesus, I'm reminded of my son's one act of obedience that has brought you into right standing. And let me tell you, that will give you unshakable faith. Man, when I go in my prayer closet, I don't have to worry about, is my performance measuring up? Because the devil will try to lie to you and tell you, you haven't done enough. You you haven't been saved long enough. You know, you haven't really been winning enough souls. You you haven't really been reading your Bible enough. And the devil ruins your faith like that because he makes you sin conscious. He makes you conscious of yourself. But when you put your eyes on Christ and you say, you pray your prayer and you say, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you answer me because I use that wonderful name, the name that's above every name, the name that has brought you in, brought you in, the name that's given you access apart from your deeds, apart from your works, that one name means, oh, I'm going to have my prayer answered. That one name, when you understand the power of that name, oh, I'm flooded with expectation that I'm about to see the glory of God on my life because that name, God cannot deny that name. God cannot deny what his son has done. His son has paid the price and brought us in. And so I want to just go through quickly four things. There's four things. When you understand your righteousness, there's, I just, there's probably more than this, but some things that it empowers you in. So the first thing, understanding that you're the righteousness of God, the first thing that's gonna happen, this is gonna empower you to live free from sin. It sounds crazy because you're like, oh, well, you're saying that you're in perfect right standing with God no matter what you do, but what if you sin? The thing is when you understand this, The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 34, awake unto righteousness, and sin not. It doesn't say, stop sinning, and then you'll be righteous. It doesn't say, stop sinning, and then you'll have access to me. It doesn't say, stop sinning, be perfect, and then and then you'll be righteous. You'll be spiritual. No, it says, awaken unto the fact that you've been brought in. Awaken unto the fact that you've been made right with me, that you've been brought into unbroken fellowship, and then all of a sudden, that revelation gives you power, gives you power to no longer walk in sin. And you know, I think that's that's where a lot of people, you know, a baby Christian, they get born again, and then they're not sanctified yet, so they... They maybe make a mistake. They fall back into sin and the devil comes and he tries to condemn people and and, and it makes them pull back from God and they try to fix themselves on their own but really what you need to do when you make a mistake, which you don't have to make mistakes and you get to a point where you don't, but if you do you begin to boldly declare you don't feel guilty. You begin to boldly declare I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am living in unbroken fellowship with God. Jesus Christ has canceled my sin and that Thank <laughs> you truth coming out of your mouth, the word of God coming out of your mouth. The Bible says the word is like a sword. So what happens is it's like you're, you're taking that sword and you're ripping up that sinful desire. You're ripping up that worldly desire, that thing that's been holding you in bondage. You know, if you do that, if you begin to declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, it will rip that thing out. I mean, before you know it, and you won't have to do it on your own. You won't have to do it in your own self-effort, you know, because you see people would try to fix up their own lives, you know, but the Bible says, "Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor labor in vain who build it." So if you try to fix up your own life and live holy, it works for a little while. It, it works. The so people do it, and then three months pass. They're not in church anymore. They're gone. Why? Because they tried. They tried to do it without. The presence of God. They tried to do it without having an encounter with God. They tried to do it without bringing the Holy Ghost alongside, bringing their righteousness alongside, and taking advantage of, hey, when you're struggling with something, you go to the presence of God. In his presence, you will be empowered. In his presence, there is the fire that will burn up whatever that thing is that's holding you in bondage, whatever that sin is that just keeps tormenting you in your mind. When you understand that you're righteous, you run to God. You run to God. You run to God in his fire. The Bible says that, that sin is like a rope that catch and, catches and holds you. But his fire begins to burn up those ropes. If you're, if you're in perfect fellowship with the fire of God, this, those ropes can't stay for long. They'll, they'll be burned up by the fire of God. And so that's the first thing. Understanding that you're right with God actually will empower you. Even though it seems opposite of what you would think in the natural, But this is what will empower you to live holy. And so the second thing, this understanding will empower you to inherit the promises of God. This, this will make it like, oh man, I, I'm, I'm about to see the glory of God. You know, so being righteousness conscious is, is like I kind of said earlier. It's understanding that all things are already yours. All things already belong to you. You're not trying. And I think a lot of people fall into this too. It's like, oh, well, I don't have enough faith. But if you have faith in one man, if you have saving faith in Jesus Christ, then all things have been credited to you. In you is the perfect right standing. In you is your God-given ability. The Bible says Christ has been made unto us wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to partake of our inheritance. So living within you is the fullness of an incorruptible, indestructible ability to partake of the things that belong to you through Christ Jesus. So all that's left now is we have to discover these promises. Um, So 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19, this scripture is amazing. Man, confess this scripture over your life. This scripture is amazing. It says, um, for the Son of God, Christ Jesus who has been preached among 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 you by us, myself, Sylvanus, and Timothy, was not yes and no. Jesus Christ is not yes and no. He's not in you, then he packs up and moves out. He's in you, packs up, moves out. You qualify, you don't qualify. Jesus Christ is not. He's not yes and no. In him is always the divine yes. Divine yes. For as many as are the promises of God, they all, they all, find their yes in Christ. Woo, man, they all find their yes in Christ. It's no longer like, ooh, I gotta do this to try to qualify for this part of the covenant. No, Christ qualified you for everything in the covenant with one sweep the day you were born again. It was like glory to God. All things have found their yes in Christ. Christ is in me. The answer is yes. Everything in this book, I just hear the Holy Ghost going yes, yes, yes. In Christ, yes. In Christ, yes. Christ is in you. The answer is yes. This is mine. I'm going to walk in it. Not because I'm perfect. Not because I've been in church for 10 years. Not because I've been tithing since I was 12. Oh no, the answer is yes because of Christ has done and that foundation for your faith will guarantee that the glory of God will manifest on your life. When your faith is based on him, your faith will go to another level. It will go to another level. You know, you see people trying to earn their way into the blessing of God. The Bible says Jesus, the day Christ came to live on the inside of you, the blessing was translated to your account, free of charge. That's what it means, saved by grace, by grace. It's God's grace. It's God's undeserved favor that has been translated to us by our faith in him, by what Christ has done. And that understanding that, you will will inherit the promises of God. Um, So the third thing. This understanding will give you confidence to always increase and to always move forward. I don't know if y'all have ever like felt like this, but you know, the devil tries to tell people like, oh, try to make you fearful. Like, man, you're probably going to backslide. You're not going to be able to keep up with these holy rollers. You know, you, you, you're probably going to end up falling away. I don't know if you're good enough to stay in this long term, you know, whatever. But when you understand that, that, that Christ Christ has brought me in. It gives you confidence to always increase. Proverbs four eighteen. Um, y'all probably heard this scripture before, but it's so it's so awesome. It says, um, "The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day." The way of who? The righteous. The way of the righteous. Okay, so what does that mean? The way of those who are perfect and have their life entirely perfect and they've never made a mistake in their entire life? No. The righteous is anyone who's received Christ. Christ has become my righteousness. I carry in me. Everywhere I go, all the time, 24-7, from the day I was born again, I carry. The righteousness of God because Jesus has become my righteousness and he is living in me therefore therefore I have a guarantee that I'm going to shine brighter and brighter I'm guaranteed to increase I am guaranteed to be more on fire for God tomorrow than I am today because Christ living in me guarantees that I'm going to shine brighter and brighter that I'm, I don't have to go backwards I can go forward because Christ living in me God has made him my sanctification so when Christ came to live in me oh I received a guarantee that I'm gonna be made holy I'm gonna go to another level each and every day not based on my performance not based on my achievement not based on me trying to put forth all this effort and get to another level and God no Christ in me he makes me holy he burns like a fire in me so therefore I can be guaranteed that I'm shining brighter and brighter that you don't have to go backwards you don't have to go backwards and it's not based on your self effort you God keep myself no Christ in you Christ in you when you under you have to understand this and believe this that there's nothing separating you from God so if you think about it this way there's nothing separating you from the baptizer of fire. So every day I'm walking around in perfect unbroken fellowship with the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. So therefore I'm getting baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire every single day and no one's gonna stop me because Christ, Christ, we're in unbroken fellowship. So I'm gonna be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire every single day because Jesus paid for it with his blood. Therefore there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing hindering you. You have a blood bought right to be filled and to be filled and to be filled again and again with his power with his ability with his might with his fire you don't have to conjure it up you know and i think i've gotten sucked into that before like trying to conjure up the fire of god and all this kind of stuff christ in me he is the baptizer of fire and he we're 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 one he lives in me so therefore I can have a guarantee I'm going to be more on fire tomorrow than I am today. And I encourage you, confess that over your life. Because of Christ living in me, I'm shining brighter and brighter. I absolutely refuse. I absolutely refuse to go backwards. It's not even possible. The baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire lives in me. He's with me. When you go home, when you get in your car... The baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire is in your car with you. When you go in your prayer closet on Monday morning, the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire is in your closet with you. That's awesome. That's all. When I realized this, I was like, man, I go in there, I'm like, Lord, I have a blood bought right to be baptized in the Holy Ghost today. So I receive it now. Pour it out, Lord. And He does. When you understand, Christ paid for it. It's already been paid for. You might as well just take it. Drinks on the house, you know? Um, so the fourth, the fourth thing, understanding this gives you access to the very presence of God. This is, this is obviously the best part. I mean, when you understand this, it's like guilt and shame, condemnation, they lose it loses its place in you. When this has become so real to me, even just like recently, this has become so real in me. It's like when the devil tries to come with thoughts of condemnation, thoughts to try to get you on your performance, your achievement, this, this. No, it's, you can't. Condemnation has no place in me. I've already been flooded. I've already been flooded with the reality of my righteousness. So when the devil tries to come, when the devil tries to lie to you and tell you and remind you of your shortcoming, remind you of your sin, remind you that, hey, well, you're not good enough. You haven't read your Bible enough. You didn't pray long enough. All it's, you can say, ah, oh, no. No, no, I'm already flooded. There's no place in me for that. I'm already flooded with the righteousness of God. I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's presence is with me. It will never leave me because Christ lives in me and he has paid for me to be a carrier of the presence of God. And so if you wanna turn with me in your Bibles, Hebrews chapter six, this scripture is like amazing. Hebrews chapter six, verse 18. Um, I'm starting kind of halfway down. I'm in the... uh, Amplified Classic. I don't know if they have it there. Yeah. Um, so it says, this is awesome. We who have fled to him for refuge. Whoo, we who have fled to him for refuge might have mighty indwelling strength and strong encouragement to grasp the hope that is set before us. So Jesus Christ, your righteousness living in you has now become a mighty indwelling strength and a strong encouragement that you can grasp You can grasp, you can obtain the hope that is set before you. That righteousness, the revelation of your righteousness, your perfect right standing, that there's nothing between you and God, that you are justified, that becomes a mighty strength in you, a mighty strength, a strong encouragement to reach out and grasp, to reach out and obtain the hope that is set before you. And what does it say? It gets even better. This hope, as you're grasping it because of Christ in you, this hope woo, becomes a sure and steadfast anchor. It cannot slip. It cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it. This hope reaches farther and enters into the very presence within the veil, man. So, so this anchor is anchored in the very presence of God in the holy of holies. That means that I, I am, I am, I am anchored to the presence of God, and it says that it cannot slip, cannot slip, cannot slip, cannot break. That means that I have I have, I have, the presence of God. I'm hooked up to the very presence of God, and my anchor cannot break. It cannot slip. It's untouchable, indestructible, incorruptible. That means there is nothing. There is absolutely no reason that I cannot encounter the presence of God every single day. And if you're encountering the presence of God every day, oh you're gonna live holy and you're gonna see the glory of God and and life's gonna be awesome the presence of God is where we're assured of his promises where you're assured I'm a child of God I'm a child of God and when you're a child of God you know your inheritance and you begin to walk in it so you know you can understand that when you have this anchor you, you got, just, just hear me on this. When you're anchored to the presence of God, when you come in here on, on a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Wednesday night, or when you go in your prayer closet, you ought to expect the presence of God to show up. You better expect to encounter the presence of God because there's nothing that's blocking you, other than sin consciousness, if you can rip out the sin consciousness, rip out the, the voice of the devil telling you, oh, well, you can't encounter the presence of God because XYZ XYZ. There's always some reason. You can't, you can't receive your healing because X, Y, Z, you don't have enough faith or you did this. If you can rip that out, Man, Jesus already paid my way. The next verse says that Jesus has entered in as a forerunner. So Jesus has gone into the presence of God, and I'm stepping in right behind him. He's my right standing, and I'm stepping in right behind him. He goes before me, makes a way, and I'm stepping in. I'm stepping in on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, every single day. I'm stepping into the presence of God. Why? There's nothing blocking me. The same right standing that Pastor Sandy has, you have. That's amazing. The same right standing that that all of us have. We all have the same right standing. The day you're born again, you have the same access that that we have. You go in there, man, I got a blood ball right to encounter the presence of God today. And, oh, man, when you start doing that, everything, your life, oh, my gosh, your life will change. Your life will change. You know, there's a scripture in Isaiah 58. It says, my righteousness shall go before me and the glory of the lord shall be my rear guard when you're led forth by jesus christ your righteousness you better believe the glory of god is going to be your rear guard meaning that signs and wonders are going to follow you meaning that you turn around and you see man, i see the glory of god everywhere i go the glory of god is man. Why? Because I'm not being led forth by self-effort. I'm not being led forth by my achievement and my performance. I'm being led forth by this man who has become my perfect, indestructible, incorruptible, right standing and justification. Therefore, I can expect, I can expect, I can have a firm expectation that God is about to manifest on my behalf. Because I'm being led forth. He is my forerunner. I'm being led forth by my righteousness, Jesus Christ. And he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You. And so you, that's what gives you this confidence. And so that's why those four things, man, I'm telling you, if when you get this revelation, I encourage you, study this. Study the book of Romans. Study the book of Galatians. When you get this so on the inside of you that there, that's when you get, like Paul said, I am convinced. Oh man, I'm convinced. There is nothing that can separate me. There is nothing. That's why he said, Who then can lay a charge against God's elect when it's God who justified you? God justified me when I was ungodly. So therefore, who's going to accuse me? Who can bring a charge to your account? God justified me when I was a sinner. I mean, that means the devil has no right. If he cannot accuse Jesus, he cannot accuse you. And if you stand blameless, you have everything that belongs to you in Christ. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.